Welcome to Conversate, our podcast where we engage in conversation. And on this week's episode, I, Aaron, and Kevin are having a conversation about following after Jesus, what it looks like and where he leads us. We all follow things in this world, other voices, our favorite athletes, politicians, you name it. And we're just asking in this conversation, do we follow Jesus in the same way, with the same kind of conviction? Well, we're going to take a look at that, ask some real questions, and give some practical advice on what it looks like to follow Jesus. As always, we hope you enjoy this conversation. Kevin! Wait. Whoa. Whoa. That's crazy. That was crazy. Hey, my wife and I did this thing recently where you... You close your eyes with the other person mm. and you see if you can clap at the same time. Should we do it? You don't say you Man. don't say anything. Yeah. So we're just gonna close our eyes. We're just gonna you wanna yeah, we're gonna do it. Let's just do close it. your eyes and then when you feel like clapping, you just clap. Are we putting our mics down? We could probably we'll, um, we'll clap clap in front of the mic. Okay. So put your mic in your lap. Okay, okay. Clap in front of me. All right. Everybody just pay attention. That's that's closer than my wife and I did. <laughs> I was like hanging out and I was like, oh no, it's gonna be faster than this. <laughs> we can't hang out forever. Yeah. Two of my two of my kids did it and the, their first try was it boom. They got it right, right on. on. That's yeah. impressive. I know. Yeah, we were hanging out with my with my brother and his wife over Christmas and they they told us about that. Mm. And then Abby and I tried it <laughs> we were way off and then my, my brother and his wife were like because they they had only heard about it. they hadn't tried or we saw it on a video hmm. that's what it was that we were watching so then then my brother and his wife tried it and they got it right away and i was like not we must not really love each other not reading into this <laughs> at all i feel like in that like i i really wanted to wait like 30 seconds <laughs> to clap yeah so I feel like it would never work out for me and whoever did it with me. Oh. <laughs> because I just want to wait a long time. I don't know why. Yeah. Yeah. Either way, we were close to being in sync. It was. Yeah. That's not bad. Ba, ba, ba. Ba, ba, ba. That's in sync, right? I think so. Well, yeah, we did that for the I know. The, for the for the, the in ministry in sync. Yeah. Uh good times. Good times. Mm. Well, it's another day. It is. Another day, another the dollar. Yoke, the snow was falling gently from the sky today, which was yeah. nice. Yeah. It hasn't fallen enough. Yeah. You know, want to hear something funny? You know how he, sometimes you just make up words, things like conversate, hmm. mm-hmm. you know, and it's just, and then it becomes something. Mm-hmm. And that's how language is developed. People just make stuff up. Well, yesterday I was at a, I was at a meeting uh, at, at Camp Luther, some of the board of directors for Camp Luther. And they were, the board was talking about something and, uh, and, and it was something that the board had already talked about. And then it would like came back around or something. And, and so I, I just said, I said, you guys, I don't think we need to rehash this horse. Everybody looked at me. I was like, <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't think that's a saying. I was like, rehash the horse, you know? And they said, that must be a youper thing. I was like, it must be rehash the horse. And I, I thought about it in the moment. I'm like, I don't know why there's a horse. Mm. And then I told Abby about it and she's like, well, you, I think you meant like, you don't have to beat the dead horse. Oh, yeah, you don't yeah. have to rehash this. Mixed metaphors. Yeah. yeah. So rehash the horse. If you ever need to use it, 
Oh, well, we can make it a thing. It could catch on. <laughs> it's kind of a, you know, it's a little bit of a dark idea. Uh, horse hash. The horse hash. I think I got to turn your microphone up a little bit. Oh, do it. Do it. Give me some. Oh, that's pretty spicy. If I laugh, it'll hurt the ears of you our think ears. So? I don't know. It depends how loud I laugh. I think it's similar to mine now. I hurt Molly's ears every time I laugh. That's not true. Every time I sneeze, though. My dad shakes the house when he sneezes. My dad threw out his back sneezing. Really? Yeah. I threw out a rib sneezing. Really? Yeah. Man. Yeah. I got up my sneeze game. My dad always sneezes in threes, too. He says it's one for the father, one for the son, and one for the spirit. <laughs> my uh, Spanish teacher would say, like, Jesus, and then he would go into, like, Mary and then Joseph, if you did that in his class. <laughs> my older brother will sneeze, like, seven times in a row. Really? It's crazy. That is crazy. Mm. <sighs> mm. This is another wacky start to this podcast, Kevin. It is, but I'm not I'm not in as wacky of a... Last week, I was in a mood. Today, I'm just tired. Yeah. 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 But the coffee's working. That's good. You need some more? Oh, I was going to pour some of my coffee into your coffee. No, I just want another clink. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, boy. Yeah, it's a it's uh, it's kind of dreary. And uh, mm. normally we record this podcast earlier in the day, but mm-hmm. it's getting late. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. bedtime. It's wear down mode. <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> about right. We should spice it up. Oh, no. <laughs> I didn't do it. <laughs> the people are cheering oh. you on, Kevin. You can do it. Here we go. Oh, it's getting loud. <laughs> I feel like I'm in the rainforest. <laughs> okay. Well, let's, uh, let's... Let's get going. Let's get going. Yeah. So, what's the algorithm of your life? Ooh. Well, okay. So, I'm going to break that concept down. Algorithm of my life, which is there are different voices feeding into your life, telling you what is going to make you matter or fit in or be, you know, this is like your identity. That's kind of how I was hearing algorithm of your life. Yeah. Uh, Because you got these different, I mean, like in a very tangible way, you have like actual advertisers advertising things to you based on what you search and such. But that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to fit some sort of felt need that you have. Mm -hmm. (sighs) For me... A lot of times uh, that algorithm of my life has been, uh, yeah, I would say like performance-based. Hmm. So like in particular, <laughs> this is it's like embarrassing, but like I feel, I feel valuable as a person when I do very well at a video game, <laughs> uh, which is a very, uh, you know, like what kind of consequence does that have in anyone's existence? Not much. Um, but for whatever reason, you know, it may have been because I played so many when I was a kid, you know, but, uh, like I will, I know about myself if I'm feeling low in some way that playing a video game and doing well at it, because if I do bad at it, that just makes things worse. Mm. Um, but if I do well at it, I'll start to feel like, ah, I'm not so bad after all. (laughs) Okay. So that's that's a piece. The algorithm's very complex. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. That's an example of, by the way, listeners, that's an example of an algorithm of a life that is not going to lead you uh, to life. Yeah. Right? Because that's part of it. Yeah. I think you were getting that. Yeah. So I, because I, I had this, I, I had this idea, you know, well, so talk, I mean, talking about following after Jesus and, in doing that, when you follow Jesus and I follow Jesus, when you do it fully and I do it fully, we're part of this 
we're part of this community, this unity of following Jesus. Mm-hmm. And a similar thing happens, I think, in these in these algorithms of life. I mean, I yeah. I think <clears throat> all of us desire to be known. Mm-hmm. All of us desire to be part of something. Mm-hmm. You know, so the savviness of the tech technology algorithms um reach out to that that felt need mm. right that um you know you've got this you've got this interest here are other people of this similar interest let's bring you together make you know sh- and then we'll show you similar ads will feed you similar voices and videos to pique your curiosity about this thing more and, and make you want to be more and more part of this community. And then here's a product or a mm. service to give you even more of it and, and make it more part of your life. Instead of just being a viewer of this, mm-hmm. now you can be a participant and now you're in it. And now, now you, now you actually really love it. And you, you, you feel the sense of belonging and purpose and, and value and, then you start telling other people about this this thing, you know, and mm-hmm. um, I mean, I've done it, yeah, I've done it, and I mean, I'm I'm a I'm a man flow yoga evangelist. <laughs> That's, I I have been evangelized. I've been proselytized. Yeah, by, <laughs> on, on that one. No, I mean, but it you know it's for real. There's this uh, workout series of, of videos called man flow yoga. And it's really good stuff. I told a lot of people about it. Mm-hmm. I liked it so much that I bought the guy's products and they're actually, they're good. Mm-hmm. The quality. I like it. I want to be part of that community. Yeah. And I am, and I've told lots of people that they would benefit from it. Um, and so, I mean, that's just one example of this. Like if you think about, all the voices and all those things that are calling for your attention and calling for your financial investment and calling for your, I mean, Mm. just the, the marketing, the marketing world, the commercialization of everything. I mean, and it's all, it's all doing that. We've talked on this podcast again, Mm. like many times about which voices are (laughs) are vying for your attention. Right. I I think we're, we're big into, we're big into formation. Right. Like, and what are you being formed into and how are you being formed into the likeness of Christ? Yeah. Um, so that's why it keeps coming up. Right. Um, so anyways, my, my thinking was in, in reading the scriptures in, in first Corinthians, uh, the, the church was having these debates Hmm. Mm -hmm. over, you know, I follow Paul, I follow Apollos, I follow Cephas. And they, they, they had these, they had those followings and they, they put themselves in these groups and they didn't like that other group. And they Mm -hmm. thought that other group was lesser, didn't have a, didn't have, have the truth, the real truth yeah. or whatever. And they weren't really, you know, whatever. I don't know what they said, but right. We don't get the juicies. That, it was of that sort. You can, you can fill in the blanks. Um, and, and so, so Paul's point to them is hmm. come on. None of us, uh, we're all, we've all been faithful teachers of Jesus. We came like, what did, did Paul die for you? Hmm. No, Jesus did. Hmm. Were you baptized in the name of Paul? No. You're baptized in the name of Jesus. Cut, cut the, cut it out. It'd be kind of an f- interesting confirmation verse. Or like, I'm, I'm glad I didn't baptize more of you. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's kind of a weird line. You yeah, know, but it's, but Paul's, yeah, really getting after it. Like, this is, this is, this is totally anti what we're here for. Yeah. Well, I was talking to somebody after church yesterday who um, used to belong to a, a different church in a different city, um, 
And this person was uh, kind of in like volunteer leadership in, in the congregation. And the pastor had been there decades, I don't know, 20, 30 years, something like that. And then the pastor left. Hmm. And uh, this person said like half the congregation left mm-hmm. because that pastor left. Mm-hmm. This person was left like in a leadership role. And uh, it said that, that they used this verse uh, and like calling, calling the congregation to account. Like, sure. We're, right. We're not following yeah, this individual. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we're following, following Jesus. What are we doing here? You know? Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, anyways, uh, yeah, so you kind of took us to like a, you you took this point that Paul is making to the Corinthian congregation, and uh, and you kind of applied it to us in, on a more individual basis, right? Not so much saying like you know, hey, what are our what are our cliques here at Saints Peter and Paul? Because yeah. uh, we don't have any, so you didn't have yeah. to worry about that. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> no, but but you you did you, you took that kind of idea that notion and then applied it on a more um, well, just like a more at home or more um, yeah personal, I would say. Uh, basis of like, yeah, what camps, like what is, what camps am I following? You know, not particularly like, oh, this or that Christian leader within the church, like Cephas or, you know, Apollos, whatever, but, but just at a very, Kevin or Aaron. Yeah. At a very base (laughs) level, what, um, who is vying for my attention? Who am I giving it to? Um, Because in that sense, I'm, I'm following those people. Like I'm putting myself in that camp and is Jesus, like, is he a part of even my, you know, what, is he a part of my whole sphere of camps and what slice of the pie maybe yeah. is he getting? Like, how, how does, how does he relate or connect to all these other groups? Because, and you, and you acknowledge it in your sermon too, like what you're not saying is you can't be a part of any groups, give yeah. up man flow yoga, <laughs> you yeah. know, and only be in church groups. That's the only thing that's allowed. <laughs> but <clears throat> is Jesus predominant? You know, like even in these other groups, like, or, or do these other groups take more precedent in our identity or, especially when you start to think of like the values, um, you know, kind of of like the kingdom, the upside down kingdom, Mm -hmm. kind of inevitably in lots of other groups, they're going to come into confrontation, right? Mm -hmm. Like you can be a part of other groups, but like. I mean, it's like you said, the rhetoric of some groups can start to be like, you're lesser because you think this way or that way. Like, therefore, you're not as valid. Our group's the best. Your group isn't as good. Mm-hmm. Um, well, this is the thing that's, this is the thing that's, un- I think, unique about following Jesus is that well, that's different than these other camps of, in the world or whatever. That mm. um, in order to, f- wholly and fully follow Jesus, we have to willingly and sacrificially die Mm. to self. Mm -hmm. And when we do that, there's room at the table Mm. for people of all kinds, Mm -hmm. um, of of backgrounds, of, (laughs) I don't know, worldly experiences. Yeah. Spiritual experience. Yeah. Uh, of political beliefs. <laughs> all, yeah. all these different, all these different stripes. Uh-huh. Um, if, if we willingly put those things on the back and put Jesus on the front, mm-hmm. then the Christian community is, is, is different than any other community in the world. Cause all these other, 
all these other communities are very um very isolated like you have to you have to like just you know uh it becomes a it becomes a like it becomes what what you were saying like if you're part of this camp then that one must be wrong uh, that one's that yeah. one's bad that one's right these are our enemies yeah, yeah, yeah you yeah. might say yeah instead of there's there's room at this table you know like yeah um but i mean i was making a strong point in my sermon it's challenge challenging us to follow jesus you know like i think and i i'm not like picking on anybody in at at saint peter and paul in particular or anybody but just like kind of calling that to account like am i really being obedient to the call of of following after christ Hmm. or am i am I just holding them as kind of a nice idea in my life? Mm. One of many options mm-hmm. that I'll call upon when I, when I need access to what the goods he has to offer mm. or am I, am I sold out wholly and fully mm-hmm. on, on following Jesus? Yeah. You know, and I, I think it's fair for us to evaluate that and not, not in, not in a, like a guilt inducing way of like, Oh, I follow Jesus better than you follow Jesus. It's not, it's not, that it's just like all i'm saying is we f- we follow stuff yeah we follow stuff in the world mm-hmm. we commit our intellectual curiosity our emotional curiosity our financial investment this relational capital into all these into all these things into, into this man flow of yoga am i am i am i am i even coming close in my mm-hmm. my following of jesus right my, am I, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely, yeah. And I, I, I appreciated that kind of like, yeah, there's three uh, pieces, which was the, I think, financial investment, yeah, like relational you know, yeah, investment. Intellectual, I said. But yeah, because like, you're curious. And, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> but those things were helpful because it's, it's, it's asking that question of, yeah, like how invested am I in this? And like the point I, I hear you bringing out about like your following of Jesus is like, what? yeah, it's not a guilt-inducing thing. It's just a, it's kind of more of a matter of fact, like, do I believe Jesus is who he says he is? Yeah. And uh, um, is it going to produce in my life the things that Jesus has promised to produce, right? If I believe that Jesus is who he says he is and that I'm going to be a recipient of the things he's come to bring, that has like way more significance than if I do good at this video game, you know, <laughs> or if I do yoga in the mornings. Like my body will feel better if I do yoga, but that's pretty insignificant in comparison to what Jesus is offering. Yeah. Now, if Jesus isn't who he says he is, then it doesn't matter at all to follow him. There's no point in following him. Right. You're wasting your time by following him. Yeah. But there's no middle room. There's no room in following Jesus to be kind of like halfway in. It just doesn't make sense. I know. Because what he's giving blows out of the water anything else you could ever hope for in your life, in your existence. I mean, absolutely blows it out of the water. Well, that's... And that's why I, I mean, I drew those comparisons between like the, the, the rich young ruler who wanted to follow Jesus. Mm. Jesus said, well, sell all you have and give it to the poor and then come and follow me. Mm-hmm. And he walked away sad because he was really wealthy. Right. And Jesus went on to say like, it's uh, easier for a camel to, you know, go through the eye of a needle than for <laughs> rich to inherit the mm-hmm. kingdom of heaven. And it's like, those are those scriptures where you, <laughs> you read it and you're like, but I know, I know some like really good, like Christian people that are really wealthy. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, they, like, 
What does that mean? Yeah. Well, what does that mean? Do they have to? Do they really have to like? Can they not have? Can they not have earthly riches and and be followers of Jesus? And I, it, that's not the case. If you read it in context, mm-hmm. that rich young ruler before ever getting there had also already claimed to Jesus to have perfectly kept all ten commandments. Right. Also, he had a very yeah. <laughs> so not a very honest view of himself. Yeah. So he he. And you have and you have plenty of rich people or wealthy people, you know, throughout the history of Christianity who were, you know, something like Joseph of Arimathea, like he yeah, was a right. rich man, or Nicodemus, I imagine, was pretty well right. off. Right. So, so Jesus is just making a point to that um, to that man. It's it was like the the very practical straw when mm-hmm. when he was claiming like um, to be perfect according to the Ten Commandments. Mm-hmm. That's where Jesus is like, okay, obviously this guy isn't being real with himself, isn't really thinking this through. So he, so he lays that practical thing in front of him. It's like, right. Okay. Well, if you, if, if, you're, if you're perfect, right, then, you're, then go ahead this. and do this. And that's when he's like, Oh, right. I mean, it revealed, yeah. it revealed for him something that where he had put his, you know, you, you might say, I mean, it's kind of an odd example from, but like his financial investment, his relational investment, his intellectual investment, right? Like his wealth was the thing that he held very closely to himself. Yeah. Right. That was, he wasn't in, and those things w- would prevent him from following Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. I mean, they you, got in the you way. Can't, he cared more about it. You can't serve both um, God and money, you know? Right. And that goes for, you know, um, any other, because like it, it's not necessarily money might not be your God. Now that is many people's God, yeah. you know, which I think is maybe what Jesus is getting after when he says like how hard it is, right, for for those who are wealthy, just because it's like I don't know, it's just kind of inborn in human nature that we like money and think money will solve our problems. And yeah, well, we like having life in comfortable and in good order and the way we want it. Yeah. Well, I think it's. I think it has a lot to do with what we depend on as well. I want to depend on myself. If I have money, I'm in control. I can depend yes. on myself. I'm good, you yeah. know. So I'm not really necessarily relying upon God, right? But, um, but you can have, you know, you you can't serve the God of, um, you know, grudges and serve God as either, right? Right? Like, I can, I can. That maybe my God is, um, uh you know, my reputation or something. And so when someone else has hurt me, I want to destroy their reputation so that mine can look better than theirs. And so I go about doing that. Mm. Well, I'm not, I'm not following Jesus at that point. Mm-hmm. Like it's, I, I'm doing, I'm going exactly counter to what Jesus came to do and say. Mm-hmm. Right. So, yeah. So these kind of like, there's, there's these different voices or gods or things that are vying for our investment but also like vying for our hearts, really, when it comes down to it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'd say the thing that's like, this is what makes you important or worthy mm-hmm. or useful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I mean, where your treasure is, there your heart is. Yeah. Or where your heart is, there your treasure is. Did I say it backwards? No, where your treasure is, there your heart will be off. Oh, we just need to rehash the horse. <laughs> <laughs> Count me in. <laughs> Throw on a side of eggs. <laughs> um, yeah, you know what I mean. Um yeah. So, you know, I was, I was thinking about this and I didn't really, I was trying to paint the picture, but I think, I think it would be fair for people to ask the question, okay, well, I want to follow Jesus, but what does that mean? Like practically speaking in, yeah, 
21st century America. Right. This is 21st century. We're not, we're not in the 22nd century. Not right? yet. Coming up, though. <laughs> in a couple, like 100 years. Yeah, in like 80. Yeah. yeah. All right. We'll be there. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I don't, I'm not going to make it. No? No, I didn't. Uh, I'd be 110. The average life expectancy is going up. That's true. Maybe I'll live forever. Yeah, you could have 400 kids. I'll be booted up on the internet <laughs> or something. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, yeah. So how do you? How do we practically yeah. follow Jesus? How do we practically follow Jesus in the modern 21st century America? Mm-hmm. Well, I, let's just start with those three things. Yeah. That are laid out. You know, the intellectual, intellectual investment. So what does it mean to to kind of be intellectually invested in following after Jesus. I, I mean, and I don't, I don't want it to just be a, like a brain thing. It is also a heart thing. And mm-hmm. so it's a, it's an emotional investment. It's this like, it's holistic. Yeah. I'm curious about, I'm curious about learning more about Jesus and his word. Yeah. So what do we do? Well, we read it. Yeah. <laughs> right. Read his word discuss it with other people. Mm-hmm. This is why we're so passionate about discipleship mm-hmm. here to have other people speaking truth into your life and, and giving you the opportunity to lead other people into that truth. And, and mm-hmm. it's just this deeper longing for figuring out the ways that, that the word of God actually does have something to say about present day life and searching the scriptures to find that. Um, I think that's that, that's that, that's that curiosity. So yeah, are we doing that on a daily basis? I mean, and just, it's not uh, like, I I like to do like time comparisons, but it's not, it's not like, mm. uh, it's not like one or the other. So, I, I mean, I want to say like, how much time did you read the Bible versus how much time did you spend scrolling Facebook? Right. And it's not. Not like if you spend more time scrolling Facebook one day than you re- reading the guy. Bible, you're, you're not a true Christian. It's not that, but mm-hmm. it it's just, it is calling into question mm-hmm. what's shaping me, what's forming me, yeah. you know? And well, I, and there's certainly something to be said too about like, this might be a hard exercise, but look at your life, look at how you're spending your time and at least let that inform how, how am I following Jesus? You know, yeah. just very practically, very right. tangibly. Right. And it's not like, just have to have your nose in the Bible constantly, but it's also like thinking on these things, having conversations about, about Jesus. Even what what I try to do even in my life is if I'm paying attention to secular things, I think about them through the Christian lens. Mm -hmm. You know, I try to, I try to, you know, every story, every movie has good and evil. It, It has light and dark. All these metaphors exist and, pretty much every movie, every yeah. TV show. So you can think theologically on these things and practice like um, having those conversations in your own head or with other people. Like mm-hmm. what were the metaphors there? How, how, what would Jesus say about these kind of, these kinds of things? Like that's, that's a good way to, to build that practice. And know? if, and if that sounds like very foreign or very like, I don't know how I would do that. Like if you if you start to um, spend that time, and I mean, it could be fifteen minutes. Like we're not talking huge chunks of your life here, right? right. Like even just fifteen minutes in the Word uh, on a daily basis. Like it will start to give you this framework. I mean, it works its way into you, right? Yeah. Like God's Word is powerful and effective. Just like anything, any voice you're listening to for is think yeah, shaping your framework. Yeah, and, I mean, if like all... you're being discipled. Yeah, I mean this in the nicest way, but if all you ever listen to is 
conservative talk radio, you're going to start thinking like a conservative, probably. Yeah. If all you listen to is progressive talk radio or progressive cable news, you'll probably start thinking progressively on issues. Like, right. So if you're in God's word, yeah. God's word will form. You. It will inform. Right. So, so, so like that whole, um, like, like trying to think of things theologically or see them through the lens of Christ, like that will come as you will follow Christ. So like in a very practical way, just hear from him. Right. Listen to his word. Yeah. Yeah. Read it. All right. Um, that's intellectual. Yeah. So the, and then the financial piece, I mean, that was, that was thinking about like in comparison with this rich young ruler who we talked about, who wasn't willing to give up anything to follow Jesus in contrast to the disciples who they gave up everything. They gave up their livelihoods, their jobs, and they, they followed Jesus. It was, did right um and so the scriptures are very clear that that god is the provider of all of our resources uh we're called to be managers or stewards of the blessings that he's given to us Mm. um and then to use the blessings that god has given to us to be a blessing to others Mm. um and so we if if you don't see your financial treasures as a gift from god i i hope you do Mm. i hope that you see that even though you worked hard and quote unquote earned that money, mm-hmm. it still is a gift from God that you even had the capacity to go to your job in the first place mm. to get that, to get those treasures. And so God gave you those treasures. Yes. To sustain your own life and tend to your family, but to, to be a blessing that, that God's name would be made known in this world. Mm-hmm. So are, are you seizing control over those finances, those material resources, or are you, generously giving them to causes that um, that promote the the spreading of Christ's name, whether it be the the church or other nonprofits or just being generous with your neighbors in need. Mm. Like I, I, that's, I mean, I think we've talked at some point, but like financial generosity is one of those things that's got to get in order for mm-hmm. us. Like I think to really really start to follow jesus we, m- money can't be our lord right i was just gonna say like it's a good it's a good not only a test but then also a discipline for you as a christian um because we might not like to think that we are like that young rich ruler we probably think like hey i'm not rich like that guy was you know <laughs> yeah. um but the reality is we have a hard time looking at ourselves objectively you know about how much we actually do have, you know, Mm -hmm. like it's really hard to think about, you'll always feel like you don't have enough, right? That's, it's very easy to have that kind of um, scarcity mindset, you might say. And so, um, so giving uh, of your finances is not only kind of a, a sort of a test to be like, well, do I really, you know, am I trusting God? Am I looking to him as the giver of these gifts to me and and therefore want to give back to him? Or do I kind of see it as just like, this is my world, God. You don't get to touch it. You don't get to. You don't get to have your hand in this piece, right? Mm-hmm. So it's a test in that way. But then it can become a discipline too, where um, as you actually give financially, because it's kind of a tender spot for us as humans, that becomes a place where you're 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 opening yourself up to God actually having a very like tangible place in your life. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like you're giving Him space to work, and you're saying. Yeah, this isn't easy for me, God, mm-hmm. you know, that's kind of the idea behind first fruits. Like you're giving it ahead of time. Um, like before you see how everything shakes out, you know? Um, but I trust that you are my father, that you are 
looking out for me, that I'm not dependent upon my bank account for my for my livelihood or for how things are going to go in my life, but I actually am dependent on you. Mm. And we're not trying to say here, like, like the call of the scriptures isn't go sell everything you have mm. and give it to Saints Peter and Paul and then uh, <laughs> go, go find a job or something. You know, good luck. You know? <laughs> like, no, 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 it's not the point. But again, just take a look at, am I giving, question one, am I giving any of my financial resources to the sake of the kingdom? Yeah. And... If I'm not, well, I should think about that. Mm-hmm. And if I am, what what percent does that look like? And just let that inform, at least inform you, okay, that, that's where I am. Like, this is how much I'm, I've been willing to give. And then ask yourself, could I give more, mm-hmm. you know? Is it, is it sacrificial? Right, yeah. Like, is it, 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 it we're not called to easy. <laughs> when Jesus died on the cross... <laughs> Uh, he didn't tithe his blood. <laughs> you know, he didn't only give 10%. He gave 100%. Yeah. Now, uh, again, we're not saying you have to give 100% of your money, but I think the tithe has kind of been the historical. I, I like it just because it's a, it's a, it's a figure. You know, yeah. it gives me something to strive right. to. And you can even strive beyond it. I know yeah, people yeah, who yeah. give above and beyond oh, the tithe. Yeah, for sure. And a tithe is uh, just 10, 10% of what you make is what that word means. Before or after taxes. That's another, that's another deep question. All right. Let's do the the last on the, uh, like relational Relational. investment. And, uh, I see that as I'm all in following this thing. I'm intellectually invested. Hmm. I'm, I'm financially invested and boy, my life is good. Hmm. My life's better change change because of this. Yeah. And I think you should be part of this too. Hmm. Dude, your life would be better if you did manflow yoga. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard this many times. I'm still not a believer. Uh, I know. All right. But so just think of the products that you like mm. and mm. how how uh how good of a salesperson you are on behalf of those companies mm. that people you've convinced to to get to buy something. Yeah. Right? I mean just think, I mean, just think about it. Like those, I don't know. It happens all the time. I yeah. mean, people are very often recommending things like on Facebook or yeah. We're just evangelists socially. for all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, this isn't a video game, but there's a card game called Dominion. It's my favorite game. You've I have talked about it. I have evangelized. <laughs> I've been a Dominion evangelist in my life. And I mean, I can think of specific people who ha- now have the game because I talked it up so much. I know. I wanted to play it with you and then you just beat me up and now I don't want to play it again. Yeah, sorry about that, buddy. <laughs> don't play me unless you really are, have already played it a lot. Um, but but here's the thing, at least how I see it, you know, is I, I, the, the relational piece of my faith, telling someone else about Jesus is probably not going to come unless I've kind of had that uh, those other investments i think so like i i need to i need to learn about jesus myself and i need to see what it's like to follow him and see what sort of a change that makes in my life Mm -hmm. i need to give god room in my life to to challenge me so i need to invest financially and and see what happens when i take my grip off of my bank account and instead let him have a hold on that and see what that does for me and and then what i am finding is yeah, you realize like, man, God, he means what he says, hmm. you know? 
And and I think it's worth noting, like, and maybe maybe this is a little bit of a, a gospel piece for you, you know, as you're listening, like a little respite or relief. <laughs> if you're like, man, this is this sounding like a lot, guys. The disciples they do immediately follow Jesus, but it's not like they immediately become the best disciples. Oh no, far from right. They 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 don't understand the kingdom. They are still putting other values above Jesus' values. They're arguing about who's the greatest. Um, They abandon Jesus at the time of his death. I mean, they misunderstand uh, the heart of what Jesus has come to do in terms of overcoming hate by love, Mm. right? But Jesus doesn't abandon them, Mm -hmm. you know? And that's the beauty of the gospel is that, like, he restores them. And that's your relationship with him too. It's not as if you if you haven't done these things, like Jesus is there being like, I just cannot believe you. How- yeah, it's as though God has grace for us. Ooh, that reminds me of another <laughs> upside down <laughs> tenant of this kingdom. No, I'm, but I'm serious, right? Like yeah. every day yeah. is full of grace for you. Every day is a new day to follow him. Like he's not going to hold your past failures against you. Mm-hmm. We, we harped on that last week, and that's where we started there, right? Because that's yeah. the thing where it's like, you don't earn it. You don't deserve it. You're not defined by your failures. He, he just wants you to follow him. Mm-hmm. That's it. And it's good for you. Yeah. You know? Uh, and then next week, next week's full of grace as well, right? Mm-hmm. As we look at the cross and find strength and weakness. <laughs> right. You know, so... So this is all all coupled in there. The 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 opportunity to follow Jesus actually is a it's sure it's his command, but he only commands us to do things that are good for us. Mm-hmm. So obedience to Jesus is actually good. It's not just like a it's not because Jesus is mean. And he's no. like you need to follow me. <laughs> yeah, just, right. It's just good. And and so like if you don't see the relational piece in your life, like if you don't see Jesus outflowing from you to other people in your life, that's worth, just like with the financial or the uh, intellectual, you know, uh, tests, that's worth considering in your life. And what it likely means is you got to dive a little deeper on those first two. Mm-hmm. Because the, like, as he, bec- as he starts to invade more of your life space, you won't, like, it'll come more naturally. Now, you, may, you might still need some help. Like, you might still need some tips or like, Hey, I'm not, I'm not used to doing that. Like, what does it look like? And we actually have opportunities for that here at this church. Yeah. Uh, so pay attention to the discipleship opportunities that Aaron yeah. has often mentioned and are uh, kind of kickstarting again yeah. here. Um, but um, but yeah, like let that let that be the thing that drives you back to Jesus. Relearn who He is. Hear mm-hmm. from Him and let Him uh, build build His kingdom in you, and then you'll just be a walking. You'll be, you'll start selling it. You know, without like. I don't know. It's not, it's just not, it's not a work that, that we're doing to earn Jesus love. You're starting from a position of you have it, you know? And then, and then what you, what you find in following Jesus is it's community of people who are doing the same thing. It's like, Oh, you follow Jesus. Oh yeah. I follow Jesus. Cool. Yeah. Let's be, let's be united in Jesus. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Um, And that, that's, I think that's a, the unity is a result of our collective following of, of Jesus, and that's it's a good place to be. So, hmm. Kevin, let's wrap this one up here for uh, for today, and uh, to our uh, listeners, viewers, we didn't flip the camera this time, so we're upside down, but so are you, which means we're right side up. Go hash, go, go hash some horses. 
That's a good way to end. <laughs> Bye. See ya.